Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Welcome in. It is Tuesday, May the 12th. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. Chris. And we got some interesting stuff to discuss today. We're going to be talking about some money. And I, hey, I can tell you this, Chris. I can talk some big money. I don't necessarily know a whole lot about it, but I can talk big money. We are, we're going to talk some UFC. We're going to talk some boxing. We're going to talk NBA. We're going to talk Major League Baseball. Uh, no football today, but we will uh, We will resume with that. We're going to talk hypotheticals and whatnot tomorrow and in the next day, etc., because that's all we got when it comes to football right now. Uh, Matt jumps in already on YouTube. He said, sup? What is up, Matt? Uh, as everybody knows, you can jump in on the chat Right there on your screen, any platform that you are on, whether it be Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, you can jump in on the chat, and it'll pop right up in the box. Tyrone Davis said, hi, it's me again. What's up, Tyrone? How are you? We are uh, we are ready to rock and roll. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed at all of the locations to watch the live show, and share the show out with your friends. On top of that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Just in case you missed the live thing, we got it up. Every day, immediately following the show, uh, I post it up as soon as we get done, and uh, and that way you can listen to it on your phone. So uh, let's let's go ahead and dive into our first topic, and I guess this would resonate as the biggest news of the day. Um, Fight Island is happening. It is going to be working uh, in the middle of June. And Dana White said today on a radio station in Chicago that we will have Habib and Justin Gaethje in July. I'm pumped about it. I think it's going to be a fantastic fight, but that also kind of goes back to what we're talking about with McGregor yesterday, right? Where does he fit into all this? What are we going to end up doing? McGregor's going to be fighting probably at the end of June. He'll probably be one of the first fights on Fight Island. Uh, this whole thing is is kind of crazy. McGregor obviously does not run this division anymore, but Chris, I'm I'm excited about Habib and Gaethje. I think uh, I think that is the biggest fight that you could possibly have right now when you look at the UFC 249 numbers. Uh, 249 pay per view number hit 700 thousand. That is tied for the third highest pay per view. Uh, UFC event 
in the last three years, dating back to 2017. Now, obviously, the highest is Habib and McGregor. That was $2.4 million. Yep. And then after that, you had McGregor and Cowboy, which hit a million. And then you've got Gaethje and Ferguson and, uh, what was it, John Bones Jones and, and somebody else. Uh, every one of Bones' fights ends up being massive, right? Yep. But he, he had one that hit 700,000. He had another that hit that hit uh, 650,000. <laughs> Tyrone said, Chris got a better shirt on this time. Matt said, you've got sound effects? Like, yeah, man, we got all kind of stuff, man. We're, we're rocking and rolling here. Um, I, that, the pay-per-view numbers for UFC 249 were incredible. And I think we kind of expected it. But it was strange when you look at the prelim numbers that were only 1.3 million. And, I mean, almost every prelim fight does about that on ESPN. So it was kind of strange that the pay-per-view ended up being such a massive deal. You're just not getting casual fans for prelim. You're not. You're getting the, you're not. Getting the fans you've got for prelim. And, and then, of course, everybody that wants people to hop in People are hurting for sports. But I think people were rammed up and ready to watch UFC Saturday night. I don't, I don't know that that meant they wanted to spend six hours doing it. You're probably right. I didn't watch a lot of the prelims. I did have it on, um, but I didn't watch a ton of them. So I, I made sure I was watching Cowboy. I watched uh, uh, Fabricio and whoever the other guy was that beat him. Like, I, I watched a couple of them. Uh, the Cowboy fight was great. All the other ones were kind of, eh, you know, whatever. So uh, tell, me, tell me your thoughts on this. Uh, Gaethje and Habib... On Fight Island, how, how do you? Feel I'm, I'm about glad it? that I'm glad that Dana came out and announced that fight. I, I hope that we get it. I hope that we have no setbacks from all this stuff, and we can need to go forward and and we actually get it. I really want to see Connor. I'm really anxious to hear who he's gonna fight. I want him to fight in June. I'm ready. I'm ready to get this thing going. Yeah, I, I, if he's gonna fight in June, I would assume they got to name it soon. They got to announce it. They got to announce it very very. They got to give him at least a month to train. Yeah. And, it, and who knows who he's going to fight. Like, obviously, we think it's going to be Nate Diaz because there's been talk about a contract already. Uh, I I think it should if he wants to stay in 155, I think it probably needs to be uh, uh, Dave, uh, Dustin Poirier. Excuse me. Uh, Poirier, whatever. Um, I, I'm excited because they're going to be doing fights just nonstop, it feels like. like it's, it, I, I kind of thought they were going to do one a month, like back to the normal pay-per-views. You think they're going to do it nonstop? Well, they're, so their contract with ESPN, for them to get their entire thing. Every, everything goes out the Man, this pandemic threw everybody off. I understand. You hold I, everybody to every contract. Uh, understandable, but ESPN has already talked to UFC and said, you got to get 42 events, otherwise we got to cut the contract. UFC. Well, yeah, obviously, you don't get paid. We're going to get into that later. You don't right. get paid for 42 if you don't do 42. Well, here's the but deal. you get paid for what you do. They did the one on Saturday. They've got one on Wednesday, and then they've got another fight night that's coming Saturday, and then they're going to keep them rolling. So, all these fights that they had to cancel back at, in at London and wherever. At some point in time, though, we're going to run out of good fights. Like, oh, these are going to be basically prelim fights all the way through. That's... Yeah, pretty much. Uh, now, Wednesday so night. So, at that point, I'm not the UFC guy that's going to tune into everything. I'm just not. I'm not. Oh, no, no, no. Give I, me a good I, fight and I'm in, but 
I'm not I'm not interested in what's going on with if I don't know these guys. No, I I agree. So uh, this one on Wednesday has got Anthony Smith and Glover Teixeira, right? That's going to be pretty good. Ben Rothwell against uh, Ovent St. Pro, uh, Alexander Hernandez and Drew Dober. Like that's these are all interesting fights, up and coming guys. They got Ray Borg and Ricky Simon. Like these are guys that not the casual fan knows, but fight fans know. Uh, then on Saturday night, you got Alistair Overeem against Walt Harris. You got Claudia uh, Garalhala. I don't even know who that is. Uh, <laughs> you got Edson Barboza fighting. You got Eric Anders fighting on Saturday night. You got names. You got some guys that were supposed to be fighting and now are finally getting a chance to. Now, the next one is not scheduled until June 20th. And they'll, you know, they'll keep pushing it back, keep doing whatever. Um, but yeah, at, at some point, yeah, you're going to run out of, you know, good fighters. You're going to run out of uh, things that people are interested in. Because people are not just going to tune in for anybody fighting. Uh, and then once you get into probably July, you're going to have boxing back. So you're going to start getting, you're going to get sports back. But it may not be a ton. I, I love the idea that you're going to have these massive fights that would be big gates. But you, you obviously saw the potential for uh, making the money a different way by people staying in their homes. Basically, what UFC did with no fans in the arena by doing that, that pay-per-view bout with a fight that people were interested in is they gave the people what they wanted at home since they can't go out. And it's, it's what Universal Studios did with releasing that uh, the Trolls movie a few weeks ago, right? We've talked about that on the show. You can't go to the theater, so... We're going to set it up, and we're going to do it anyway. That way you can still get it. I, I understand, like, it, the gate is, is nothing compared to pay-per-view, but for some of these fights, it, like I said, this was the third highest pay-per-view that they've had in three years. Some of these fights, the gate really matters. Some of them, it doesn't. Like, it, the gate doesn't pale in comparison to the pay-per-view. But I, I love that they're doing this. I think this is a fantastic idea. Uh, I'm glad that they're not waiting around to get Habib and, and Gaethje because that typically... Habib no, I'm with you. I'm for that. Like, I'm not against any of that. Yeah. But but trying to do three or four events in one month is just... It's crazy. I, I think at some point in time, you're watering down your product. Oh, yeah. Now, the big thing is, like, these other ones are the free ones that are on ESPN Plus or ESPN or whatever, right? So Wednesday night, it's on ESPN Plus. Saturday night, it's on ESPN. You know, it's, those are the free ones. You, you ain't got to pay for the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view ones are going to be the big ones, right? That's, you're going to have McGregor on pay-per-view. You're going to have Habib on pay-per-view. You're going to have, you know, whoever, uh, Naganu and, and DC and all those guys are going to be on pay-per-view because that people will pay to watch them fight. But there's nobody's going to pay for Anthony Smith and Glover Teixeira. Like, it's, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's going to buy that pay-per-view. But at least it'll be on on a Wednesday night when nothing else is going on, and it'll be interesting. Uh, the McGregor stuff, he said he's looking forward to seeing the fight in July, but I think he's coming back in late June. I think McGregor will probably be the first fight on Fight Island. I think it's going to be a massive spectacle. People are going to be interested because it, they're supposed to be doing this on a beach, man. You remember us talking about this? It's going to be insane. So I, I can't wait. I think McGregor's going to be the first one. Uh, if it's not Nate Diaz, I think it'll be... You know, Dustin Poirier, and then we'll we'll go from there. Let's uh let's go ahead and move into our next topic here. 
Let's talk about Major League Baseball. There is a financial battle coming before we can get baseball back. Uh, Jeff Passan, ESPN, had a a very interesting article over at ESPN today. The title of it is uh, Passan's 20 Questions, Why Financial Battle Over 2020 MLB Season Is About to Get Really, Really Ugly. So the proposal in the return-to-play thing for the MLB was, and this is broad terms, a 50-50 split of revenue from this season between the owners and the players, an 82-game schedule instead of the standard 162, a mid-June spring training, and then an early July opening day. So basically, you get a couple of weeks, get back into the you know feel of things. A 14-team playoff uh, rather than the typical 10. Games played in home stadiums where allowed. Designated hitters in both the American and National League. Games against only divisional and regional opponents. Um, let's see, AL West teams, for example, play AL West and NL West teams. Uh, expanded rosters from 26 to as many as 30 active players with a 20-man taxi squad of minor league players and prospects. No fans in the stadium to begin the season. And then hopefully they can get them back. Yep. Uh, now, there's a lot more details in there, obviously. I mean, it's just this is a long document. But the biggest issue here is that when they sent this over to the players, the players basically laughed at it. That's not a good way to start negotiating. Obviously, when you negotiate, you got one guy over here and another guy over here, and then you try and meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But when the other guy starts laughing at you immediately, that ain't that ain't good for either side. So they laugh at the 50-50 split. What is the split normally? Uh, the split normally, I mean, who knows? I don't know what well, the I mean, actual we should split know that. is. We should have access to that. I think, I think the issue right now is that the players want their they want their contract they want to make what their contract says they are supposed to make so they want to they want to work half the work okay they want to play 82 games instead of, instead of 162 with, with no fans in the stands all right yep. they want to work half but they want to make the whole right that's that's unreasonable that's yeah that's unreasonable to act like I'm all about negotiating with somebody who can be reasonable, but you can't ask for something unreasonable and then expect to have an adult civil conversation. You just can't do it. No, it's impossible. Um, the, the way that this goes down, so if you look at um, NFL, NBA, NHL, etc., they are all under a salary cap, right? So the amount that you can make is based on whatever the salary cap is. Right, and, whatever, so it, and that's based on revenue. Right, that's based on what, what the comes prior in. year revenue or a three-year average revenue or something of that nature, but it's always based on revenue. Because the NBA is about to have a big problem with theirs. Yeah, the CBA stuff is happening next year. So yeah. that's, uh, that's going to be an issue. Uh, in baseball, there are two streams of revenue. Uh, it says there's local and national. The local includes television contracts, which ranges anywhere from $20 million a year, which the Miami Marlins get, to upward of $250 million a year for the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's not set up the same as the NBA or uh, NFL, et cetera, right? It's, it, That's right. Like, this is, if your local market supports the team, the team has money to spend on players. If they don't, then you ain't got money. Like, it is yeah. what it is. So, the way that this all goes down, um, the pandemic has basically turned off the, the revenue spigot, right? There's, it, it, it's not going to account for, that much this season because the 
the ticket gate is typically 40% of a Major League Baseball team's revenue. If you don't have fans and you don't have 81 games at home, then you got a problem. Now, you're still going to get your television money, but the television money isn't worth that much for Major League Baseball. You don't have massive numbers. Which is still 60% of the revenue. It Yeah, it's a lot, but it's not just that. It's, I mean, let, let's dig into this. All right, so industry-wide revenue for Major League Baseball in 2019 was around $10.7 billion, right? And that's, it could be 10.5, it could be whatever, but it's around that spot. So we'll say $10.5 billion. From there... That 40% of local revenue that comes from ticket sales and merch and concessions and da-da-da-da-da, 40% of that is wiped out. That puts you down to $6.4 billion. Yeah, that's now, how percentages work. That's 60%. Right. Now, sources have estimated that local television revenue is somewhere between $2.2 billion and $2.5 billion. So, the local television stuff, like, that's going to be fine. But it, if you're not getting all of the games, you got to cut that in half. So yes. now you're down to $5.2 billion. National TV money is estimated at $1.7 billion a year. And the reason that they're talking about expanding the playoffs is to keep some of that money because you got more postseason games which are worth more money, right? Yes. In that, say you still get around the same because you got more postseason games, and we'll just drop it down to about $5 billion, right around there. So, so they went from $10 billion yeah, to $5 down to five. That's half. Now, it says losses in other areas are almost a given, dropping revenue under $5 billion, which admittedly still seems high, especially if owners are claiming they could lose money this year. Still, it makes the prospect of a 50-50 split with players interesting financially. Player salaries for 2020 are estimated somewhere between $4.2 billion and $4.4 billion. So, I, let's say $4.3. None of this is making sense to me at all. All the numbers make sense, Gary. This is really easy math, and you're yeah. going through detail by detail, but the percentages don't change. We're asking you to take half. That $4.4 billion in player salary, I'm asking you to work half of the work you normally do, okay? Yeah. So that means that I'm asking you to take 2.2 instead of 4.4. We used to make 10. Now we're going to make five. What's half of five? What? $2.5 billion. That's what you're going to get. I don't understand how this is a complicated thing, and I don't think that's unreasonable at all. I don't think it's unreasonable or at all. Or do you not want to play? At the end of the day, do you not want to play? I mean, we'll talk about that with the NBA here in a little bit, but if if that's kind of what it sounds like with Major League Baseball, right? With the with the players, it's if you are not willing to come back to make half the money for half the work, uh, one, you're going to lose your fan support very quickly. And and they lost their fan support back in, you know, we were talk, or we watched the last dance the other day. Um now, like, I will tell you that most of the time I'm on the player's side for a lot of things, okay? Yeah, obviously. But this is not reasonable. This is not owners trying to get rich. This is people trying to get things back to normal and continue your product. Because I will tell you that if you miss a season and everybody else doesn't miss a season, there's a whole lot of casual baseball fans that were barely in it that'll be turned off forever and they're not coming back. Your diehards are always going to be there. That's not pro the problem is, is you're, you're giving the middle finger to those guys too. Oh yeah. 100%. And it's all because you want to get paid for a hundred percent of work when you only do 50% of the work. Everybody in the country understands if I work three days a week, I make less than if I work five days a week. 
Yes. Everybody seems to get that, but these guys. This tells me that the separation between them understanding what the real world is like and 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 what the fantasy world that they get to live in is like is just unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, Matt jumped in on YouTube. Well, we'll start with Ben. Ben said, so there will be no minors this year because they want to cut costs. Uh, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Like, there's going to well, be no, no minor league baseball. That's the thing. Like, the major league players are upset that they're getting half of their pay taken. The minor leagues are getting all of it taken because yeah. they're not going to play at all. We're trying to get some Major League Baseball back so that there is some kind of revenue because uh, if there's no money coming in, you can't pay the players, period. No, they're like, not getting anything. Yeah, I mean, and, and you're going to have a bunch. I mean, it's it's well, going to be gonna, nuts. It's gonna, it's more, it's more, it's more than that. Think of the market share that you own right now. Baseball is one of the smallest market shares. And if you miss a season, and the NBA finds a way to come back, which I don't think they are, but but let's say they come back for the regular season in October, okay? Football comes back normal. Hockey comes back normal in October. If everybody else comes back and you say, you know what, we're going to sit out a season because we don't like this deal, hockey just went here and you just went here. Yeah. You're losing market share. 100%. And you make part of the money you make is based on how popular your sport is. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, Matt said, I think it's looking to the future. They're protecting themselves in case management wants to start cutting staff. Uh, it does sound ridiculous. Overall, it's a game for entertainment. If you don't want to play, then don't. Someone will gladly take your spot for 10 bucks. And then Ben said, minor leagues always get screwed over. Like, it, Yeah, we can say that, but I think the biggest thing is that like minor leagues are not super important. You don't have a bunch of fan interest in those games. It, it hurts like, the minor league system that there's so so many. The fact that there are seven yeah. different layers of minor league system in baseball is ridiculous. If there were three, they'd be a hell of a lot more valuable than if there were seven. Yeah, 100%. But right now, there's, there's very rarely does a minor league team have a television contract or anything like that. If you don't have fans coming to the park, yeah. there's no reason to have For the game. To play at all. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, Matt said baseball is already having issues with losing fans. They need to speed the game up, make it exciting. Losing a season, they'll have to scramble to make up for it with another home run, <laughs> another home run chase. Yeah, they'll have to let steroids back in. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, I, it just uh, Ben said. Well, they just cut forty-two minor league teams for next season. Yeah, that's we talked to Lynn Simon about that. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. a drop in the bucket of what they got. Though. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two hundred. What did he say? Two hundred and fifty some odd minor league teams. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. That's just, insane. That's insane, by the way. Yeah, it's you have it's pretty 30 absurd. realistic teams. Why, why you need 200 minor league teams to staff 30? It's based out across the country in all sorts of different spots. I mean, it's just... I don't get it. I don't get that. But anyway, neither here nor that's a different yeah. argument. I think the players are being unreasonable. Yeah. All I want I people do. to do when you're negotiating, I get negotiations are hard, and I get sometimes they get heated. But at any point in time, when somebody becomes unreasonable, you have to you have to walk away. Yeah. The other side just has to walk away because there is no reasoning with somebody who won't think rationally. It's it it kind of I don't really understand the thought process. Like I, I like to try and think logically, right? My thought process is okay. If there's not as much money coming in, obviously I'm not going to make as much money. That's right. Uh, even if my contract says that I'm supposed to make this much money, all of that is based on the fact that there will actually be money coming in. 
Like it's somewhere around what it was when I got hired, right? But hang on now. This is not just we're losing money and so we need y'all to lose money. This is we're losing money and we're only asking you to do less. Yeah. Like we're not like asking you to play 162. That's the difference is we're not losing 40% asking you to still try to get 162 in but still take a 40% pay cut. No, they're saying you're going to have to t- – the only way the math works is if you take less. Yeah. All right? That means for for you to make half, I'm only going to ask you to work half. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty reasonable. Oh, I think so too. And I, I think, think there's so a too. lot of guys, by the way, on a lot of major league rosters that are going to be pissed off because those guys aren't the multi-multi-billion. They're not the Miguel Tejada's making $30 million a year and Bryce Harper's making $30-something million a year. Okay, that are being asked to play for Piddly 15. All right. They're making chump change and they need to go to work. Yeah. And and I think a lot of them would be perfectly fine with going to work, even if if, if their contract is a million, I think they'd be fine going for five hundred thousand. That's right. Like I think this, right. I this think is hurting too. everybody. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't see I don't see the player side in it at all. There's there is zero part in where I see them saying the entire country is asked to take a pay cut to try to get things back to normal. We're asked to take a pay cut and it's completely unreasonable and we won't do it. We're I mean, laughing we, at it. Not just won't do it, we're going to laugh at it. Yeah. That's what's absurd. And it may be like obviously a lot of this conversation is going to be happening between the agents and the in the clubs. But you know, like I said, the thought process for me is that okay, this organization that employs me, that pays my contract, has to be able to make money in order to pay my contract. If right. there's not that much money coming in, I mean, it, it, I don't think it's going to happen, but it is entirely possible that some of these clubs could file bankruptcy over this. Like, And I don't think it'll happen, but with the amount of money that is on the books for player salaries, if you overpaid your players and then you are forced to pay them even without a full season or any kind of revenue stream coming in because if right now there's no TV contract, there's no, you know, there's no games, there's no concessions, there's no merch sales really. You got the online website, but who's buying baseball merch right now? Nobody. Like, if they start playing games, you will. Yeah, if they start playing games, absolutely. But right now, like there's no income coming in. There's no nothing. So no, I'm really I'm really disappointed in the players on this. I really am. It's uh it's spooky. You are not gonna have fan support if you've got thirty three plus million people in this country that are on unemployment and you as a baseball player are not willing to take a pay cut. I mean that's absurd. For half the for work for half the work. I'm not just asking you to take a pay cut for nothing. Yeah. Or it, even if it was the full half of the job you normally do. Even if it is the full one sixty two, like you would still have to take some kind of a pay cut. It may not be half, but you still have to take some. But something. the owners didn't even insult them with that option or no. that idea. No. They sure did. Because I that would have been unreasonable. Uh Matt just brought up an interesting point. He said if the union gets involved, then it goes to the federal level, which will affect other union relations, and that could be a mess. Well, yeah, the union this, is involved. That's the only thing that's working here. Yeah, it's the, the players' union. association. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a disaster. It's a disaster. So, I uh, I hope they get it sorted out because there were a lot of people that were kind of banking on baseball coming back. It don't look like it's going to. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Next topic up, let's go on and jump into uh, a hypothetical, an idea, something that kind of started trending a little bit yesterday. And I thought the video came out yesterday. The one that I saw that was posted on Mike Tyson's account was was posted yesterday, but it may have come out last week. Who knows? Either way, is it possible that we are seeing a Mike Tyson comeback? No. I I don't know. Because Evander Very. Holyfield is coming back to fight. Uh, I don't think it would be a professional. Uh, I'm, you're not going to see Tyson against Tyson Fury. You're not going to see Tyson against Deontay Wilder. I think if you've got, like, an exhibition format thing, hundred percent. I mean, we Gary, did we ever talk about this about uh, uh, Big John Fury, like calling out Mike Tyson, saying I want to fight him for charity, like it's a three round whatever. That did you, did we talk about that? No, no. Okay, well that that happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, when Mike Tyson shared this video out, Tyson Fury's dad shared that out. The exact same video got shared out yesterday. And it said, I'm back. Gary, that is 100% after the Jordan doc. Agreed. I, That's I know all he did from. was he's just doing what Jordan did just for a, just for a hit. Right, but he, he's released like four or five different training videos. Training yeah, videos. He's, he's getting back in shape. Yeah, he's right. an old man. He wants to stay in shape. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you don't think he's coming back? You don't, you don't think he's going to fight again? I don't know what to think on this, man. I think he's crazy enough to do it. Now, I, I will say this. I don't think he should. At 53 years old, I mean, you could really get injured in there. Like, and, and he has not been in the best of shape over the past however many years. I mean, obviously, at the end of his career, back in 05, 06, whatever it was when he was fighting At some in point Memphis, in time, these guys have to be able to pass some type of psychological exam before somebody can sanction the fight. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Matt said, this isn't Rocky Five, Rocky Nine. Rocky fights the nurses of the retirement home. Like, like, you asked if we wanted to talk about this yesterday, and I was like, what are you talking about? That video's been out for a couple of weeks. Like, I don't know what you're talking this, about. This and was a new I one that was posted. The, I saw the I'm back thing, and I was like, 
he, he literally just ripped off Jordan's. It's just like a, it's just a thing that he did. Like a lot of people did an I'm back thing. I tell me this. Would you pay to watch him fight? No. If he came back? I would not. I'm, I would be very curious. Now, I would if, try to see it for free. I would maybe try to bootleg it after after the fact, but I would not pay money for that. No, I don't think I would either. I'll, I'll tell you this: after paying money for the for the the Floyd Mayweather um, McGregor fight, I, I I will not pay money for a spectacle again. Yeah, I can understand that. I uh, I can understand that. I mean, it, it, Mayweather McGregor was entertaining, but no, it wasn't. That, no, it was. It wasn't entertaining at all. I thought it was relatively no, no, entertaining. No, it wasn't. It was the most boring thing we've ever watched McGregor do ever. Not Mayweather. I'll, but agree, McGregor, I'll agree with yes. that. It's the most boring thing I've ever watched McGregor do. Yeah. Now, you you have a very valid point there. But it, here's the thing. McGregor was fighting for nothing. Uh, and that's that's kind of the issue here. Like, when you've got boxers that are fighting for nothing, that are that are not going for a title, that are not doing whatever, it loses... It loses a little bit of that value. So what do you think the Tyson fight's going to be? And that's that, that's the issue. That's why I said I wouldn't pay for it. Like, none of these would be for fighting for something. And that's... So the UFC tries to make a, a gigantic deal about every fight has to mean something, right? That's why they have so many different title fights. Like, it, <laughs> they Ferguson don't, they and... Don't. They what? don't. They don't? They're bad at that. Oh, they are bad at that. But that, that's what they try to do, is they try to make everything matter. And in in a sense, it works. But I don't know. I mean, we all know that Habib is like the 155 champ, right? Well, then why in the world do we have Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson fighting for the interim belt? Like, you know, and Gaethje threw it on the ground afterwards. Like, the whole thing's goofy. But yeah, like, as far as Tyson goes, I mean, it would be... It would be interesting, I think, to see what he does. But, I mean, you have a very valid point. I, <laughs> I, I thought when it, was, uh, when it popped up yesterday and it became like this big trending thing. That video's been trending for a week or so. Well, I mean, it popped back up again. Yeah, because he reshared it out again with a new type, title. Well... There you go. Everybody's just trying to ride Jordan's jock, man. He's just—he's no different than Penny. All right, uh, Pippen. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, just, what? Just trying, just trying to, just trying to ride Jordan's jock. That's it. I am with you. I don't know right. that you are. I don't know that you no, are. No, I, I understand where you're coming from. How's that? Because I can understand where you're coming from, even if I disagree. But I don't think I disagree that much. Like I'm—I'm I'm still on the same side that you are. Like, I, I don't think he should come back, but I don't know. James Tony came out and said that he's wanting to get back in shape to start fighting, et cetera, again, so we'll see. It is what it is. Let's jump into this last topic here. Da, 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 da. All right, NBA. The NBA is discussing starting the season again, and obviously they've been talking about this over and over and over and there was a big to-do that Adrian Wojnarowski put out today. And I'm trying to pull up the tweet. Sorry. Da, 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 da. Here we go. All right. So, Players Association regional representatives started texting NBA players today 
with a yes or no question that they say will be kept confidential. The question is, do you want to try and play again this season? The union is trying to gauge broader sentiment of its 400-plus players. On top of that, it said some teams received the question as part of a group text that included the entire roster. Um, and they're asking, do you want to play this season, yes or no? Or do you want the season to start again? I I don't think this is a good look for, or not a good look. I just, I think, I don't think we're getting the NBA back. No. That's a, tell me tell me your thoughts on, on what this meant for you. I mean, I think the same thing. I mean, it, there was a call over the weekend that the NBA owners and 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 whatever and uh, uh, not owners um, union representatives yeah player association and, yeah player association that's it and they, they it didn't go well at all um, another misstep I think by another you know union group these are the most powerful ones like I feel bad for the NFL players okay oh, yeah they get they get crapped on. The NBA and the and the Major League Baseball players get to do whatever the hell they want, and it seems like they always cry victim all the time, and it really pisses me off, but neither here nor there. Um, that didn't seem to go over well, and then now just the blatant, do you even want to play? Like, is there is there a – right now the owners are trying to work something out, and if they're putting forth all this effort – look, I, I understand the frustration of the owners on this, Okay. For the last two years for business, I've been trying to do something and I've needed the help of someone else. Okay. And, and multiple people could have done this. And I've, we, we go through all these hoops and we're working all these plans and just to have the person say, ah, you know, I don't think I'm interested anymore. And they walk away, they get bored or whatever. It's very frustrating. I totally see where the owners are coming from because they're trying to troubleshoot this thing. They're trying to find a way to play again. And then, now we're at a point where are we doing this for nothing because y'all are just going to veto every idea because yeah. you just don't want to play? The whole thing is is just ridiculous. I think they, when we get to that point, I do think that it's going to be, you know, that's that's where it ends. Oh, yeah. Is, is you're so disinterested, I'm having to blatantly ask you, I need a verbal yes or no that you don't want to play. And here's the sad part. It's going to say a lot to your fan, a whole lot to your fans. Oh yeah, if you don't, if want they to come, come back, back with a resounding no. Now we don't know who all said no, but we know we got enough no's to say we're we're scrapping it. Well, Jared Dudley is the only one that I have seen that has come out today and actually tweeted about it and was like, obviously safety first, but yes, we need to finish this season because it sets the tone for next season. And he brought up the That's CBA. It. The CBA stuff is coming up. And yep. on top of that, when you lose a bunch of money this year, it, it hurts your salary your cap. Salary cap. Yeah. So this is this the NBA really needs to figure this thing out. Yeah. And they're going to have to change their salary cap rules for one year. This is one of those things where contracts go in the garbage, okay? And you got to figure something else out, all right? Yeah. Because next year's salary cap, the NBA is, is literally year by year, all right? So when the revenue goes way up, the salaries go way up, which is how we got some of these ridiculous contracts that we've gotten, by the way. It, it's, how, it's how Mike players, yeah, yeah, mediocre players making 20-something million dollars, all right? So so, so that's how it happens. Well, now you're going to have a year where the, 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 sal- the, the revenue is whoa down. I mean, yeah. 
ridiculously down. Well, you and I talked about this before we came on the air. The NBA ticket uh, money is like what? It's almost just 40%. like baseball. It's just like baseball. It's forty yeah. percent. It's forty percent of their split. So if you ain't got fans in the stands. And so we're thinking about, hey, this year they lost that. But I'm not worried about next year's revenue. I'm worried about this year's revenue because that's how they do next year's salary cap. I mean, I think everybody lost like a total of nine or ten home games. That is a fourth of your season. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that that's not good numbers. Uh, no. But at least they got some of them in for this year. But, I mean, if nothing else. But it's else, still way down. So, how do you pay everybody next year? That's what I'm trying to say. If the salary cap next year is $20 million less and it was $100 million, now you've got to pay. But you already have salaries booked up for the full $100 million for next year's roster. Yeah. How and, do we do? Are, are we going to make these teams cut players? I mean, possibly. And cut or, contracts to get there? Yeah. Or are we going to say we're going to have one uncapped year to figure this thing out because it's the only way to do it. I think, I think, yeah, I think you would have to do one uncapped year and oh, oh, the, no, you don't have to, you can tell them. Nope. Nope. Competitive balance, baby. You'd start cutting players. And that would, I don't think they could do that. I don't, Why I don't not? think they will. Well, and, and here's the other side. If they do it, that is based solely on the owners saying we don't have enough money Ooh, to operate nope. anyway. That, that's not true. That's not true. That's solely on the players saying oh, that we're they not won't giving take up us. a dime. Yeah. Okay. Because no, if you that, ask that makes everybody sense. across the board, instead of cutting players, will so let's say they lose twenty percent. Let's say hypothetically it's a hundred million dollars a team is your salary for the year. Okay. They lose twenty percent. We say, hey, we're gonna overpay ten million. Y'all gotta eat ten million. So everybody across the board takes a ten percent pay cut. All right, we'll eat, the, we'll eat 10%, you eat 10%, and we keep everything as status quo because the owners make a lot of money in the NBA. This yeah. is not a Major League Baseball thing where the Miami Marlins don't make money, okay? True. The, everybody makes money in the NBA. Um, my, the, If the players refuse to do that, I would be hard line. I'd be a dick of an owner. Then I'd say, nope, nope, I'm not giving you a penny more than the salary cap says. And you just Sorry. start trading off assets. You just got cut. You just got cut. You just got cut. Now you guys don't have jobs. Yep. So, and you might get paid a, a fraction of whatever your contract is, but it ain't going to be what it was. somebody picks you up. Uh, yeah, at that point. I mean, that's it. This whole thing is nuts. This whole thing is nuts. Got- the players, all I want are the players of these sports leagues to be reasonable. That's it. And I want the owners to be reasonable as well. Well, and the, and but the so far we're seeing ideas where the it looks like the owners are out here working. They're trying really hard to do this because they make a lot of money off of it. They're not doing it for charity. They're not doing it for anything else. They're doing it because they're capitalists. And I get that, but I don't fault them for that. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, we not at all. Sports because of them. All right. Well, but they're they're also doing it just so that they have something coming in because you you have to understand like as an employee. Uh, if there's less money coming in, you're going to be making less money. Like yes. as as an owner, if you're not making as much money like coming in, like obviously you're not going to make as much money. Like it's it, this is basic math. Like yeah, you no, know but, if you're making a hundred million a year, I'm not trying to paint the owners out to be like the charitable people here. Okay, right? They seem to be throwing out reasonable offers, and then every time we turn around, it seems like somebody is is standing in the way of something reasonable because they don't want to lose something small. Right. 
I think that's ridiculous. I agree. And now the players don't even want to finish the season. They don't even want to play. They want to have a championship this year. So we're just going to have a season without a title. Well, I think like I think that the players in the NBA are going to want to do that. Like they want to have a season. They want to finish this up. I don't. I don't know that the majority do. To be honest, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm serious. This is what Jared Dudley said, by the way. He said, uh, "Safety, obviously, first. Nowhere will be as safe as the NBA compound site. They determine." But I don't think players know the effects of not playing uh, does the next year. This is bigger than my team isn't in the playoffs, so who cares? Yep. No yep. playoffs, no TV money, new CBA next year. Yep. So. He, he sees big picture. This is somebody who sees farther than six inches in front of their face. Yeah. I mean, it's and that's, that's and the scary thing. let me tell thing. you something. If you're a team that's tanking, if you're the Warriors and you're tanking and Steph Curry doesn't show up, no one cares. Okay, people are going to be pissed off because they want to see Steph because he's a star in the league and we'd like to see the stars. Okay, you've been sitting at home for a couple of months. I don't know why you wouldn't want to come play. But if that guy doesn't show up and the team's tanking, I I get it. I don't like it. I get it. I understand it. Yeah. Somebody has to show up. Somebody on that roster has to show up. We got to put five men on a a court right now. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm very curious to see what they're going to end up doing because this is. Uh, I would. I. I don't care about the. I don't care about the name attached to it. I'm okay with it being anonymous. I do want to know the results, and and I yeah. don't mean more yeses than nos. I want to know how many yeses, how many no's. Yeah, I want to know a percentage. I want to I know want, a number. No, I know percentages. I want to know hard numbers. No, you're you're going to get your hard number by the percentage because they're they're asking every single. Player. Yeah, but are all of them going to answer? That's the thing. Uh, that's a good question. Well, and here's the downside, okay? Because while they're saying it's anonymous, if you get six no's, but those six no's are LeBron, Kawhi, and and your biggest star, Curry, and your biggest stars in the league, and everybody else says yes, guess what? We don't play. Yeah, you're probably not playing. We don't play. That's terrifying. Because that's how this league works. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Adam Silver just takes those... His stars and nobody blows his stars more than Adam Silver. Nobody. Do you think people feel the same way about uh, about David Stern? No, Jesus, no. Well, I mean, because Stern remember, was he... a ruthless capitalist. He would do anything to make money, but but he he had no problems putting players in their place. Yeah, I mean, I remember when they went through the whole no no more coming to work in jeans and, and, and baggy shorts and everybody's wearing a suit now, Stern wouldn't, I mean, a Silver wouldn't dare tell these guys oh, what to wear to work. No. Dare. No, you're right. He would never tell LeBron what to do, ever. Well, and, and Stern was the one that put in the uh, the whole national anthem thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, no, 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 no. Stern and Silver are nothing alike outside of the fact that they're both very good at making money. You got that right. You got that right. There was a report today that the NBA games are not going to be shown in China uh, going forward still. Uh, you remember China cut them off? Well, it was China the cut them off. It's not, it isn't, this is not the NBA taking the moral high road, okay? No, no, no. We're this no is, longer in China. Yeah, no, this no, is No, this that is wasn't China. by your choice, Bubba. <laughs> no, if the NBA had their way, I mean, that's why everybody backtracked. I was like, no, we love China. Like, it's, yeah. let's go. Like, we love China. Give us your money. And China's like, yeah. What, uh-uh. what, what an embarrassment. That We're going to look was... back at that 10 years uh, from now, 20 years from now, and that's going to be one of the most embarrassing things that happened in 2019. Yeah, you got that right. It really is. You've got that right. And all that stuff happens right before, you know, all the coronavirus stuff and whatever. I mean, it's just, 
just a, you couldn't write a better book. Couldn't write a better book. All right. All right. That is, uh, that's it. Anything else we need to hit? Nope. Scott here. Let's do it. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you all for jumping in the chat. You have, uh, as always, you drive the conversation. We definitely appreciate that. Make sure you share out the show. Subscribe. All those wonderful things. Leave a nice comment on the podcast. And, as always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.